0: Welcome to The Drive. I am Dale Lolly. He is the Matt Williamson. And uh, Matt, it's a Tuesday here in Pittsburgh, a snowy Tuesday. Yeah, it's
1: yucky. That parking lot gets windy and it's snowy Oh, it's and, Yeah, yeah. We,
0: we're on like Mount Olympus up here <laughs> yeah. and it gets cold.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know if anyone cares, but that's my nine months at Akron was like that. Like where you had the park was so windy and it was like the top of this hill and it was... Colder than here. From that, that walk to the car to the office every day, it was like, it was almost like on purpose. So you never walk.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Just stay here, keep working.
1: Yeah, if you if, if, if to
0: pull back the. So it used to be we, we did our show at the at the DV building at the yeah um, on Looks like everybody knows where that gold. one's at yeah, on top right, of Green right. Tree Hill. Yep. So now iHeart has moved their studios out to Bridgeville. Mm-hmm. So if you're driving on 79 and you look up on top of the mountain right, right where in Bridge, at the Bridgeville exit, the exit there, yeah. there's a building that says Waldron on it. That's us. That's us on top of that mountain up there. <laughs>
1: It was good for lantern flies, not good for wind.
0: <laughs> so it gets a little chilly up here. It does get a little chilly. Walking, uh, around. It's, you could fly a kite pretty much year round on, on up there. That's here. a
1: good point too. Yeah. Yeah. So so there's but, that. Yeah, I think it was, it was a good move though. The the, uh, the old studios, I know they're iconic and historic, but uh, that building could use a little revamp. <laughs> a little bit. A
0: little bit. Uh, speaking of revamping, we saw yeah. a little revamp Steelers offense this week. Mm-hmm. Um, Looking, I I watched the Arizona Cardinals game last night uh, as I watched the monday night game, okay uh, hard enough to believe the monday night game did not really capture my attention no it was a rough
1: watch (laughs) i was writing an article during the whole first half and didn't felt like i missed a whole lot not being you know glued to every snap and all all that by
0: the way the people out there who were saying the steelers should have kept josh dobbs and he would be better than kenny pickett how you feeling right now yeah go watch that and i love josh Dobbs; great kid
1: no great story too he's helped a lot of teams but yeah there's a there's a reason it's a lot of teams.
0: There's an expiration date. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Anyways, uh, so watching that Arizona Cardinals team, their defense is rough. Isn't it bad? Oh, Maybe.
1: rough, 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 rough. Yes. I mean, they don't have good players. Um, They're not really a great pass rushing unit. They have some sacks. It's hard to name their starters. I mean, even as much well, as we'll the We'll go through all that yeah, here. Yeah, right. I mean, they but, are bad. I mean, the Steelers should be very successful on that side of the ball.
0: Yeah. Um. You know, their run defense is... Not particularly good. Their no. pass defense not particularly good. No. I think their run defense, or some of the numbers, may be a bit.
1: I don't know if the numbers are mean enough to. Them. I, I
0: well, here's one, <laughs> and here's why: because early in the season, if you look at them as a team,
1: okay,
0: they've got ten touchdown passes. Uh, they average four point nine yards per per attempt.
1: You're talking about on defense.
0: Net yards game per pass attempt, 4.9 yards. So early in the season, for most of this season, you haven't had to do a whole lot against them.
1: True. That's very true.
0: Because they were compromised on offense. Yeah. Um, So I think teams kind of just, okay, we're just going to do what we need to do to win the game. Kind of like what the the Steelers rolled up a bunch of offense in that game on Sunday against the Bengals, but they didn't score much. Mm -hmm. And people were looking in that and going, well, they, you know, they, they, they still didn't score. They were up two scores in the fourth quarter, and it, it could have been. It might as well have been five.
1: Yeah, I mean they definitely controlled the game. Yeah, they ran a lot more plays. So you they just a lot of you clock,
0: know right. that the other offense isn't going to do much. Mm-hmm. So you don't put the ball in harm's way.
1: Yeah, I do think the Cardinal offense now is the scariest it's been all year. It's better. I mean, it's better than yeah. you know. uh than the the quarterbacks they were rolling out before, and they got some playmakers, but there's not much on defense at all.
0: No, they just gave up 228 rushing yards. They gave up 229 passing yards. And 228 rushing yards against the Rams. You want to talk about a balanced offense. Yeah, that's
1: being an equal opportunity there. <laughs> and I, I think you texted me last night as you were watching it. Like, the Rams could kind of do anything they wanted. Anything they, I mean, they, wanted. they
0: wanted. Yeah, there oh, was, run the ball here? Okay, we're going to get sure. six. Yeah. We pass the ball here? Okay, we're going to get eight. Salt yeah.
1: as butter. I mean, it's not a good group.
0: No, so, uh, you know, if you and if you look at it, really... In a nutshell, I mean, their, their best run defense numbers or best run defense game this year came in the opener when they held the Washington Commanders to 92 rushing yards. Okay. That's the best they've done.
1: Right. Which isn't all that exciting. They've either, given but... up 185.
0: They've given up 179, 184, and 228.
1: Wow. And we and, know that Steelers are running the ball well. They might just be very content handing it off over and over and over. And yeah. Maybe they won't get 30 points, but they might have. 40 minutes of time of possession, and the Cardinals are never on the field, and the fourth quarter you're just ripping off eight-yard run after eight-yard run.
0: Yeah, I mean, even even since Kyler Murray came back, and that's been, what, the last three weeks? I think he's played three, yeah. Three, okay. So what they've done defensively in the last two weeks, we'll say the first week he was easing into it, Mm -hmm. last two games against the Texans, 419 yards. Against the Rams, 457.
1: Yeah it's like it's okay
0: perfect. oh you got your quarterback back all yeah. right now we're going to open things up a little bit here and because their offense you know the first week with Kyler they had 352 yards of offense against the Falcons uh the Falcons basically ran the they, Falcons ran for 184 yards mm-hmm. they only threw for yeah. 70 they only threw for 70 yeah <laughs> they just ran and, and beat them 25-23 uh last uh, two weeks ago against the Texans it was uh um Actually, they beat the Falcons. I should say.
1: So, I think, yeah, they were yeah. on a two-game losing streak. That was uh, the
0: the uh, the Texans had 419 yards, uh, only scored 21 points against them, but
1: right, they but just they com-
0: completely the yeah. trolled the game, controlled the game. Same thing last week against the Rams; um, they just controlled the football game.
1: Yeah, I, I think that's well said. Like some of their, I'm starting to really dig into their numbers and putting stat stuff together, and it doesn't. Come across on paper how bad they are in real life. I mean, yeah. they're, they're worse in real life than the numbers indicate. You would think they'd be at the bottom of the league in, you know, eight out of 10 categories. They're not. I mean, some of the stuff's in the middle of the road, but they never really challenge their opponents to your point. You know, like it's not like, boy, all the Cardinals' opponents are gas pedal down the whole time. You know, what I mean, it's pretty rough.
0: Yeah, because you don't need to. You don't need now, to. Now, maybe them. you feel been okay
1: with turnovers, which helps them Yeah. Too.
0: Maybe you feel like you need to a little bit more this week if you're the Steelers, um, because you do. Ha- they do have Murray and they do mm-hmm. Connor's back. Yeah, like yeah. they they were missing those guys for large portions of this season.
1: Like McBride's come on strong yeah. and Marquise Brown's a good player and Rondell Moore's dangerous. I mean, so I mean they're they're skill guys. Their fantasy dudes are worthy, you know.
0: Yeah, so I you know I look at the again their their offense is is really low and bringing up again DVOA. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that's who they. They're more middle of the road offensively.
1: Yeah, now this version. Now is, this yeah, version. It, it, the season long stats aren't fair to the offense.
0: But the defense. Now we just saw that Cincinnati defense.
1: So they at least have players.
0: They they're twenty sixth in DVOA defensively. Arizona. The Bengals.
1: Okay. Oh, the Bengals. Okay.
0: Cardinals are thirtieth.
1: Yeah and they're noticeably worse. I much rather play worse. against the Cardinals and Bengals defense.
0: Without a doubt. Like Easily. the Bengals have some guys that can, you know, oh, Trey Hendrickson and can and yeah. And yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, I Wilson, yeah. Can, they got some guys that can they can
0: wreck your day a little bit. Yeah. Got um legit starters. Yeah. And they and it's for Arizona it's both 31st in passing DVOA. It's awful. Yeah. Uh not to be uh, not you know, they're rushing uh, DVOA not much better. That is thirtieth. Thirty. Yeah. They don't. They don't stop the run. They don't stop the pass. <laughs>
1: right. Other than that, they're great. It's kind of like your Rams example. Yeah. Of, you know, just. Well, what do we want to do, guys? You know, we could just flip a coin. We're you could just get to the the right.
0: spin the wheel of, of of offensive play calling this yeah, week.
1: Yeah, and it'll probably work. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
0: let's run it here. Well, coach, it's third and ten. Doesn't matter. Yeah,
1: it'll be fine. <laughs> right. right. And the Rams are a good offense, but they're not a great offense. You no, know, we, saw that, the, of that yeah, we saw that against the. Yeah, we saw that game
0: against you know the Steelers. They had. They're dudes. Yeah. And
1: I mean, Kyron Williams is a nice story as a back, but he's not Walter Payton and he's just ripping through them like yesterday. Yeah. Sunday. I mean, they were
0: just holes. Yeah. Like they, they need line. Men. Like what you don't see yeah. in the NFL kind of holes. Exactly. Like,
1: oh my God. And, and their head coach Gannon comes from Philly and he'll do a lot of five man fronts and Philly stuff. But there's no Redick or Cox or, you know, anything close to the front they have in Philadelphia. I mean, I bet early picks are going to go in the D-line sooner than later.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's, it's I, I don't know. I,
1: they're a hard team to analyze, to be honest. It really is. They aren't very interesting.
0: And then you add in the fact that you've got a team coming from a warm-weather city
1: mm-hmm.
0: into what? It's doing right now. Yeah. It's not going to be mar- it's, it's, the high on Sunday is going to be 50. Is it? It's going to feel like it's 20 degrees to those guys.
1: Yeah. One o'clock on a Sunday, cross yeah. country, like nasty environment. You have nothing to play for. And, you know, most of us or many of us thought this is the front runner for the first overall pick before the season started, which makes all the sense in the world and doesn't look like they're, they're going to achieve that goal either. <laughs> <laughs> so. You know, they just don't have good players. I mean, it's, it's really what it comes down to. They have very few good players. Yeah,
0: um, I, I just don't know what they have. I mean, I'm just looking at this DVOA rankings. It's like 31st, 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 30th. Like, they're just bad across just the board. pretty
1: bad across the board. Yeah, they really are. Um, I haven't looked at special teams at all. I know their kicker's <laughs> decent, but I don't know overall. Do they have any advantage there? I, Probably not.
0: People are down on the Steelers' special teams, and I get it. I mean, they gave up a... A return last a couple week, couple more penalties too. Yeah, but I, overall, they've been you know they block kicks. Mm-hmm. Boswell's been great.
1: Boswell's been unbelievable. Yeah, I wonder if he's going to be the Pro Bowler. I mean, the the All Pro. There's a
0: lot of guys having
1: great seasons. Is there? So. I haven't paid much attention. I, I mean, suckers have been okay, but not great. Not he's
0: not he's missed. He's only making eight. He's only making eighty percent of his kicks mm-hmm. this year.
1: But Boswell missed one, and it's from yeah. The, you know, downtown. I mean, he'll
0: probably still go because well, he's yeah. you yeah. Know, but he's not been what he typically is. This is no, not, he hasn't. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I just I look at that and and uh,
1: no, you look at this Cardinals team. It's not even boy. They got all these rookies that are super promising. Yeah, that's the other know, thing. You know, there's like, like
0: there's not young guys that well they're you know these guys are going to get better. Mm-hmm. That's the thing about the Steelers team is that there's young guys here. Who are playing and playing a lot, and they're getting better. Like we can look at just yeah. go, oh, well, Keanu Benton, Joey Porter. Like, yeah, these they're guys already are already
1: making a name for yeah. themselves, and they're just scratching the surface. You know, like their first round pick was Paris Johnson, who looks like a long term answer at left tackle. Great, you know, but <laughs> you know, it's not super exciting. Yeah, and you know they they uh, made a trade down. They had the early pick, and they made a trade, so they have two firsts for next year, which is which is exciting. I think the future might be bright, but man, there there is not a lot to wow, this guy's really worth the price of admission.
0: Harrison Butker, by the way, I just looked this mm. up. He's he's 20 for 20 on field goal attempts.
1: Okay.
0: Uh, Brandon Aubrey with the, the Cowboys is 22 of 22. They're both 100%. Nick Folk with the Titans is, has missed one kick.
1: I didn't realize kicking was that strong. Greg that.
0: Zierlein has missed one kick. Young Hoku, who's now the all-time yeah. percentage leader, has missed one Pass kick. Tucker, yeah. Boswell's actually eighth.
1: Anyway, missed one. He's
0: missed one. He's at 95.5.
1: Okay, just as an attempt. He's the
0: 21 of field. 22. There's been some,
1: kicking has wow. been really good. I didn't realize that. that you know, that's that's not the reason scoring's down across the league. That's for sure. No, well, yeah. more
0: teams are kicking field goals. Well, yeah, they're good at it
1: too, and they go between the uprights.
0: The, the Jets never score. Like the Jets don't do any of the above. Greg Zierline's getting all kind, like That's all they do is kick mm. field goals.
1: Their guy's okay too. I think he's missed three. I think he's like eighteen to twenty-one, something like that.
0: Yeah, where's he at? Matt Prater. Prater. He's yeah, 19, 19 to twenty-two. Okay, so he eighty-six point four. That's pedestrian. Yeah. <laughs> Nowadays, that's average. <laughs> that's so crazy. And, but he kicks indoors. Like it kicks it indoors. again, that's it's another thing. Style. How how do they how do they handle? That's my
1: coup versus Tucker yeah. is not the same. Not the same. Not the same. The but how does that cold?
0: How it. does that warm weather team handle coming into the cold weather? Mm-hmm. They don't do it very often.
1: No, they don't. I mean, and that's as warm a spot and as far away as you can get. And. Frankly, they don't have much to play for and they don't have a lot of veteran leadership and they're missing a lot of stuff. Okay? Yeah,
0: the yeah. only opportunity they would get to do that in a regular season would be when they their yearly trip to Seattle. Mm-hmm.
1: If it's a late one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they don't do a lot of it. You're right.
0: So I think that's a huge advantage in the Steelers favor as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't see any way that they lose this football game.
1: It would have to be a total self, you know self-implosion. You know, maybe Kyler makes some big plays. I mean, he's like the scariest thing coming to town. Marquise Brown might get behind you. But, I mean, how often can that possibly happen? Yeah, that's not going to sustain you. No. I mean, their offensive tackles are okay for protecting, you know, against the Steeler Edge guys, but the interior is pretty bad. And I mean, I think Kyler's going to get a lot of interior pressure. So – and he hasn't been great. You know, he looks healthy. He's been running around like crazy. But his accuracy numbers aren't good through three weeks either, you know.
0: Let's let's talk about something that you just mentioned there. You know, they – they with the with the coaching, you know, coaching your team up to, to do what you have.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't know that Mike Tomlin gets enough credit for that because we just saw an example of that with Cincinnati where they didn't yeah. coach things up right. to take best right, advantage right. of what they had available. Right.
1: They kind of played – the way they play, no matter what. Yeah. Yeah.
0: They just said, you know what? Whether we have Joe Burr or whether we have the backup quarterback in there, it doesn't matter. It's the same.
1: And, and it's not. And it's not. Yeah. And
0: so, all too often, that's where coaching comes into play In fact, in the, when you factor in winning or losing a game.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, knowing your team. And frankly, I mean, comparing it to Arizona, who knows? I mean, this poor guy inherited a bunch of bad players. He doesn't even have a chance to put his stamp on the team yet. And mentioned his... Philly background gannon i'm sure that he's going to invest in d lyman like crazy fine but that's a 2 3 year project you know where i think tomlin is great at that and recent memory will tell you boy tomlin is so conservative with his fourth downs and punts and go for it and run pass percentage but it, don't forget the lev bell antonio brown killer bees ben years you know yeah. like oh they, they were they were the top hand. of the league
0: and going for two you know that kind of stuff right yeah. Right,
1: right yeah i mean and they do it the first touchdown, six nothing. to Go for two, you know, yeah. Because we're better. Try to make it right. eight. We can get because we're fifty yeah. percent or better or whatever. And Antonio Brown's, you know, the best wide receiver stats in the league. I mean, so I think he has adjusted to his teammates or you know what he has. I think well. when
0: he has red paint, he paints the barn red, and when he has green paint, he paints it green. Yeah. And I don't know that enough coaches in the league do that.
1: No, I don't either. It makes me crazy. I think there's a lot of them that. We're going to recruit, we're going to draft for my needs, which is okay, you know, but inevitably at some point in the season, those guys aren't going to be there or they're not going to live up to the billing and you have to adjust. There's not a draft every two weeks, you know, this isn't DFS, (laughs) you you know, right, you know, so so eventually you have a hand that is dealt to you that you need to play properly, not the way you want
0: to. My my favorite example of this was when Rich Rodriguez got hired at the head coach to be the head coach of Michigan. Yep. Which was coming off like a nine and three seat, whatever it was. Like they were For them, I, they were down. They they, 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 they were the still coach, a good yeah. football team. They had top recruits across oh, yeah. the board, all over the place. That's Rose the Pit, you know. Yeah. I remember that era. They've got that. offensive linemen. They've got a quarterback. Yes, who's a who's a pro style quarterback. And they and rod comes in and says, "Well, we're going to run my system. It's my it's my, so, my system.
1: It's so genius, right?
0: Yeah. And in a and, way,
1: it was genius because West Virginia, much like Pitt, we were in the same recruiting levels we actually to be honest we didn't hardly ever lose anyone to wvu but not neither one of us beat penn state ohio state michigan you know yeah so we were basically recruiting the same level of player give or take and especially at that level defensive tackles are the hardest thing to find true offensive linemen are the hardest thing to find There's are just not many of those human beings on the planet and they go to michigan so to his credit he realized if i run this spread I can't bully people off the ball. I can get the most out of, like you said, the cards I was dealt with. My two- and three-star guys. So his original thought of it are, I can turn a two-star into a three-star and a three-star into a four-star with my system, and I can find receivers. I can find quarterbacks that might not be first overall picks, but they've been in passing camps since they were 10 years old, and they can stand back there and sling it around if they're getting it out quick and I have good route concepts. But then he gets the greatest gift of all and says – now we'll give you a lineman. You yeah, know? now
0: you've got the five-star guys. Right. And now you still want to play that finesse style You're football. You're Mickey Mouse football
1: yeah. again, right. I mean, it's it made me crazy. I mean, I, when I remember he got hired, I'm like, boy, this is perfect. He gets to take all the stuff he had that he got the most out of people, but now add on fourth and two, I'm just going to push you over you yeah. know, and run it down your throat in the end of games and have defensive linemen galore. And, you know, like even my pit years, our defensive tackles were try-hard guys. They weren't top recruits at all. They didn't look like Albert Haynesworth, to say the least. So our defense basically said, hey, you 2D tackles, if you can eat up both guards in the center, even if you drag them on top of you or take their <laughs> knees out or you know set something on fire in the middle of the field, whatever, just do what you can to clog things up and you know don't let those guys get to the second level, we'll take that all day long. Yeah. I mean, that's just playing to what you got.
0: But all too often, you get guys... Like a Gannon going to Arizona and mm-hmm. saying we're going to run my system instead of instead of adjusting to what you've got, yeah, and and what you might have, what what There's what can we? A lot
1: we, of hubris in the coaching. Yeah, world. what can we I'm so do? Much that, smarter yeah. than everybody else. I have this great system that I'll make work no matter what. Well, but, this
0: worked in Philadelphia, yeah. So why wouldn't it work here?
1: I, I mean, I don't know that we can even blame him. I mean, who, the reason that the Cardinals have two—they don't have any guys is because of him. Yeah, I mean, right? I don't know if he's a good coach, bad coach, awful coach, great coach. I mean. He's not getting more out of what he has. I mean, he's, they're, they're, the guys are playing to the level. We'll see, but that happens all the time in the league. Yeah, I mean, just it drives me crazy. Drives like, me
0: crazy. you know, when I, when I coach, um, you know, and I still coach baseball. If mm-hmm. we have a team that's fast, we steal bases mm-hmm. and we bunt and we move guys. Do, do you know, do whatever you do to score runs. If we got a team that can hit the ball of the fence, we'll do that. Yeah. If I've got great pitching, we'll rely on that. It, you got to be able to adjust to what you've got.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, Instead
0: uh, of just we're g- we do this. This is what we do. Yeah. I got uh, I got a whole bunch of speed guys, but we're going to try to hit home runs. It different. looks like Willie Mays Hayes popping the ball up in the infield. <laughs> yeah, he's doing
1: It <laughs> It's different in college because you got ninety guys on scholarship or ninety five. Even forget it's been so long that you can recruit your style. I yeah, mean, unless you're just Quickly. getting scraps. And now yeah.
0: with the with the transfer portal and everything. But yeah, at the NFL you can't do that.
1: You can't do that. You have to be way more adjustable. Smaller rosters, injuries all the time, long seasons. You know. It, you you play such a variety of teams to like oh the Ravens are coming to town what do we do with that you know I mean that's, yeah you know different beast altogether
0: I will say this when the Cardinals played the Ravens yeah at, back in Week Eight uh they had 310 yards of offense in that game that was with um it
1: wasn't Kyler no
0: it wasn't Kyler yet that was that was, was that Muse no no that was still uh. Um, no, it was Josh Dodge. Yeah, yeah. I was trying to
1: think who else their third quarterback was this year. Yeah, it
0: was the, the Ravens only had 268 yards of offense in that game. Wow. No, Arizona turned the ball over twice, and and
1: I'm sure they were in control. Most Baltimore of
0: won 31-24. Yeah. I yeah. think I think and it was a late score to make it 24.
1: I don't remember the game well, but I'm kind of shocked by those numbers.
0: Yeah, but it, it was a evenish,
1: semi overall, yeah, yeah semi
0: competitive yeah. game. So I mean, they can. Handle that, you know, because they, they do play against San Francisco every year.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so
0: if I'm if I'm building the Cardinals, I'm saying, okay, what do we need to do to be able to beat San Francisco?
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, 100%. I mean, I think that's step number one is how can we compete in our division? We're clearly last. You know, what can we do to at least hang around with the Niners and then eventually go past them? They got a lot of work to do to get there.
0: Yeah, yeah I think so too, and they'll have a lot of work to do to uh, beat the Steelers this
1: week. They but... will, they will. They Let's may get... not win another game this year. I mean, I don't know what they're saying.
0: Well, they got uh, Steelers this week. Then they have their bye. They get they the four. Have to buy it. Yeah, Forty Niners at home. Then at Chicago, at Philadelphia, and then Seattle at home.
1: Maybe they beat the Bears.
0: Maybe. Maybe I
1: think the Bears in have, Chicago the, though. Bears have a lot more good players than they do.
0: Yeah, the Bears are I think a more dangerous team right yeah. now. Yeah. Especially in Chicago. In
1: Chicago, that late. Bears are
0: actually now in the playoff race in the NFC after winning last That's
1: insane. night. Uh, <laughs> they're miserable, but at least there's some good things going on in the organization. You know, they got two early first-round picks. So it looks like they're building something.
0: Like Arizona's not out of the woods yet to have the number one overall. No, okay, they're number one overall. Carolina wins a game or two. All yeah. of a sudden, they're right back in it. Right? With, with the coaching change and all that stuff. Yeah. Maybe they catch, Patriots are yeah. ahead
1: of them still, but I mean, I think they're in the top five already. They're definitely in the top
0: five. Yeah, they're you know, still in the top five.
1: Giants on this hot streak. Giants <laughs> on a heater. <laughs> two in a row. Uh,
0: let's get to a break here. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We'll be back with more right after this. Steelers fans, you can gear up with the latest sideline apparel, hats or jerseys of your favorite players, authentic memorabilia, custom items and exclusives you can only find directly from the team at one of the official Steelers Pro Shops located at Acrisure Stadium, Grove City Premium Outlets or Tanger Outlets, or you can visit online at shop.steelers.com And the Christmas season's coming up. Yeah, get So on if that. you're uh, listening to us from and you can't get to Pole. one of the uh one of the official Steelers Pro Shops, Check out shop.stealers.com. You can also check out Yin's Chat's regular season challenge each week. Answer Steelers trivia and make game day picks for a chance to win signed helmets, jerseys, footballs, or even a trip to the 2024 NFL Draft in Detroit. Log into the Steelers mobile app now and play for a chance to win this week's prize a football signed by. Pat Fryermuth, Nice. Coming off his big game. That's yeah. very timely. Nice. I don't know who's handling this stuff, but they're, they're on doing a good of job of good uh, job. making sure they get the right guys. Today's question. Okay. Are you ready, Matt? oh yeah Drum roll. Uh, Bobby Lane or Ben Roethlisberger? You don't see those? Oh, that, wow. wow. <laughs> Most passing yards in a Steelers game against the Cardinals? I'm
1: going to go with Bobby Lane against those... Uh... But were they the Chicago? I did the series history. The Chicago Cardinals. <laughs> no team has moved more than sh- oh, the I Cardinals. Know. At least they've stayed the Cardinals the whole time. <laughs> yeah, but they've been around a long time. Uh, they
0: were the Cleveland Cardinals at one point, right? Uh, Chicago. Chicago. They were Chicago. Chicago
1: to St. Louis. There might be one more in there too. I mean, the series started as the Chicago Cardinals versus the Pittsburgh Pirates. Yes. Th- okay. Like the third. Who might think? Who else was in Cleveland? Somebody else was in. Cle- Somebody else was in Cleveland. I don't think it was them though. Maybe it was the Rams because then they were I think it was the
0: Rams. Rams might have actually moved may have moved more teams. That the yeah. NFC West is is like the Yes. Nomad conference. Other than the own. 49ers, everybody has either moved at least once or changed conferences.
1: And from what I remember, the Cardinals were something else before the Arizona Cardinals, but they were in Arizona. I think they were called like they were there's one year there that they were the
0: I don't think so. Maybe I'm wrong on that. No, cuz I I remember my first my first year covering the Steelers in 93, my first full year. Um mm-hmm. uh, we went out there for a game. That was a game Eric Green caught the pass and and threw up. Uh oh. it was really hot. cuz they were playing at Sun Devil Stadium. Um and uh they had just moved out there recently. Uh, at that point, okay, it was just the another something of years. weird. So they've been about in they Arizona for right. a while now,
1: they've been in Arizona, but maybe it's just a different stadium or whatever. I mean, you said there was Arizona State Stadium, yeah. I, I was thinking they had a different name before they were Arizona, I, I'll double check that, but I'm maybe I'm making that up,
0: yeah. Um, uh, maybe it was it they never called themselves the Phoenix Cardinals? I and that's believe. what I was thinking, but I was having to did. say it.
1: They, I thought maybe for they've always year. been the Cardinals, yeah. yeah. Oh, they've always been the Cardinals. That's yeah. the one thing that stayed the same, and they've always been red.
0: I mean, who's the who's the greatest cardinal of all time outside of Larry Fitzgerald?
1: I guess it is Larry.
0: Yeah, he's he's Mister Cardinal.
1: Yeah, I think it is. Um, Deerdorf was a Hall of Fame tackle. I mean, a little before my time. The
0: defensive back, uh, Aeneas Williams. Aeneas really Williams. Good. Before that, you're looking at like Jim Hart.
1: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> they've been around a long time too. Yeah, I mean, they, that, what do they have? Two, three, four Hall of Famers? Maybe. I mean, and some of them are guys you don't have a great name. You know, aren't super recognizable. Kurt Warner. I mean, it's just a short time there, yeah, though. I mean, he can't be on the list. But I'm, I'm thinking about that team, at least. Bolden and Larry and Warner. Calais, good Calais
0: Campbell was... Yeah. A, you yeah know. I mean, he's a, kind of their camp. That seems work, like forever ago that that's he was so there, though.
1: Ago, right. And he's still playing. <laughs> I mean, he was, yeah. That was probably four or five years ago.
0: Yeah. He, he's had, like, two different NFL careers.
1: Right. Like, J.J. Watt doesn't count. I mean, he was, wasn't was really a great Cardinal. No. Emmett Smith at the end, right? Like, <laughs> They're those guys. They're cheating. You know, they Hall of Famers. Yeah, it's it's. I a, guess Larry's clearly number one. It's
0: a weird, weird, weird dynamic.
1: Yeah, not a strong organization over the
0: years. No, and not a strong organization this we year. Speak either, right? Um, I, I, I just I, I look at this and I'm like, okay. It, it, to get back onto our subject of what we're talking about, the one that, th- you know, you said if, as long as the Steelers don't do something to, to blow it.
1: Yeah, they don't implode. I mean, that can happen to any team, any game.
0: That's one thing that this team hasn't done, though, in terms of imploding and shooting itself in the foot
1: no, with turnovers really really and things dad. of that yeah. nature. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I They've I think been very of prote- the, the protective of, of the football. Right. And the other thing, I mean, you're aware of it. I don't know. If, I mean, and everyone's aware of the picket streak at this point of not throwing interceptions, but. Their ball handlers, Pickett, Harris, Warren, are great in terms of fumbling, too. Yeah. I mean, they're right at the top of the league in fumbles allowed or given up.
0: They just don't do it, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, when you start looking at this Cardinals team, well, and again, a lot of this was Josh Dobbs. Other people. Right, yeah. Right. I mean, he had eight fumbles in his time. and Eight, eight fumbles in eight games Did he? as a Cardinal. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a team – they put it on the ground twelve times. So
1: their turnover stuff's not horrible. It's not,
0: that's the one thing that they they've done reasonably well. Even Kyler, since he's come back, he's he's mm-hmm. he's thrown two interceptions in his three games.
1: You it's can okay, right? yeah, yeah,
0: one every fifty or so passes. You mm-hmm. can kind of live with.
1: And if we studied him, I'm sure some of them are coming from behind and trying to force things, and you know, somewhat excusable. Yeah, but he hasn't been great with. Location and accuracy of the football, and that kind he's of thing. He's also been sacked nine times in I three say he's games. Also, that was the season. And he's, say. An,
0: he's a guy that can escape, mm-hmm. and he's been sacked that many yeah, times. Yeah, their
1: protection's not great, and they're always playing from behind, and I, I would bet the Steelers have at least three.
0: Yeah. Uh, the one thing that mentioned Connor in the previous segment, I know, I know watching their game against the Rams, I think they're, maybe their first five touches in the game against the Rams. Mm hmm. Either went to Connor as a runner or as a receiver.
1: Yeah. And then overall, he didn't have a huge workload, you know, start to finish like he usually does. Usually yeah. he's a workhorse type. Well, they um, did fall behind.
0: They did. Yeah. yeah it was
1: his first game back, I think. And they also picked up Michael Carter from the Jets, who I yeah. was shocked was released. Not that he's great, but he looks like the third down guy now already, um, which Connor used to do all of. And I think Carter is going to take the third down stuff over. And then. Uh, who's the other dude? Dimercado. Yeah, and he's kind of mixed in still too.
0: Yeah, so I mean, they they can they've got, they've got some guys offensively.
1: They have some guys, you know, like Marquise Brown and especially McBride are getting a lot of targets. You know, those are they're at least getting the football to the right people. Wilson's been a nice story, the rookie receiver. He didn't play. This he last didn't play week. last week. Yeah, yeah. Rondell Moore is dangerous. Dangerous. I yeah. Mean, gadgety, but not just a gadget guy. You know, I mean, like get the ball in space and they try to do that and they'll give it to him behind the line of scrimmage. He can break tackles for a little guy and he's certainly explosive. So I mean weaponry isn't really the problem. I mean they can hang in that department.
0: Here's the thing they're though, they're small though. Too. They're small. Yeah. Steelers probably going to get both Montrevius Adams and Minka Fitzpatrick back this week. That's Mike Tomlin nice saying boost. today yeah. that both are going to practice at some in some form or fashion on Wednesday. Okay. Um right. And if you look at it since giving up the 30 points to the Texans in week four. Yes. 10 points, 17 points, 20 points, 16 points, 19 points, 13 points, 10 points. Steelers yeah. are allowing an average of 15, 15 points, points per game. game Yeah,
1: yeah. since yeah. week four. Yeah, and that's very real. I mean, that's a big sample size. You know, against some decent offense. They're not all backup quarterbacks and stuff. And that's a big stretch without Cam. Linebackers have been in and out of the lineup, or not even in. They've been out. I mean, no Menka the last, Minka, game, no Minka, the last four games. Right. I
0: mean, you.
1: Porter's really come on during that stretch. Benton's really come on during that stretch. They haven't
0: had Menka and Cam on the field together since the first quarter of the game against the 49ers.
1: Wow. Hadn't thought about that, but that's definitely true. Yeah. I mean, they just have not you know, coalesced together. I mean, you still got Watt. You still got Highsmith, of course. Again, Porter's come on well. But boy, it'd be nice to get reasonably close to full health this late in the year.
0: Heading down the stretch, mm-hmm. like okay, and the nice thing about it is, like, I'm sure at this point in the season, it's it's what is it, week week twelve. Cam probably feels better in week twelve than he's felt in years.
1: Oh, I would think
0: Minka's is going to feel better than he's felt in week thirteen in years. I would absolutely you know? think so. And so you're getting those guys back uh, reasonably fresh, mm-hmm. and.
1: Cam, uh, real quick. Cam played a, a real high percentage of the snaps this week. But they didn't play but, many snaps. But it was still only like thirty-five <laughs> snaps, you know. So, <laughs> I, I wonder, if you're going to do that, right?
0: Like, okay. Yeah,
1: you know, like I, I would have liked to see more Herbig, who had a sack, and uh, like Golden. Golden, right? Those guys' snap counts have been really low. But in that last game, there wasn't even an opportunity to get those guys really in. Yeah, you're gonna not. They're going to be they're on the field. Enough, right? Yeah,
0: because you're going to have your best guys out there all yeah. the time.
1: Because they're always fresh.
0: Today, Mike Tomlin called. TJ Watt, the best p- defensive player mm, on the I planet. Heard
1: that. Yeah. And uh, JJ's been saying that, and those guys aren't alone either.
0: Yeah. Uh, again, you look at it, he leads the league in thir- with 13 and a half sacks. He's now tied with Danielle Hunter. Hunter hasn't had his bye week yet, though. He'll have that this mm, week. Okay. So Watt has Did he an get opp- a sack last night, too. He got half a sack yeah, last night. Okay. So he's, he's leading the league in sacks, despite having one fewer game.
1: I mean, he's number one in sacks per game.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he. Has an interception, mm-hmm. three force fumbles, three fumble recoveries, six pass defenses. I mean, he does a little bit of everything.
1: Oh, yeah. In addition to the big stuff.
0: Yet, if, if you listen to the national pundits out there, he's and also-ran in the NFL Defensive Player of the Year.
1: Yeah, I don't quite get it. I mean, I think— He
0: single-handedly won them a couple of games.
1: Mm-hmm. Like, he should actually things. be in
0: the MVP consideration.
1: Yeah, yeah and— uh, I think he would be my vote right now for defensive player of the year. I mean there's other great ones of course led by Garrett. Garrett's had a great year as well. I,
0: to me the the guy the, the other guy is the corner from
1: Dallas, Dallas Bland. Bland. Yeah. I mean he's got what, he's doing six, remarkable stuff. He's got
0: six touchdowns he's got six returns,
1: touchdowns, yeah. And I think he has seven picks, six of them yeah. to the, the house.
0: Now they're also looking at, you know, now all of a sudden Dak Prescott's like the the dark horse for the for MVP. MVP. Yeah. You can't have it all come from the same team. Otherwise, no, why haven't they beaten anybody good? they second <laughs> in the division,
1: right. I, I mean, I don't know that I'd give it to Bland, but I think it's an interesting conversation because those are game-changing plays. And he put a lot of points on the board, yeah. you know, single-handedly, which is awesome. but. If you went to Mike McCarthy, you'd be like, well, can you think Bland or Micah Parsons out of the line? Right. He's like, you know, probably going to think, say, right?
0: no, we'll sit down, Bland. Yeah,
1: we'll sit the corner down. <laughs> we'll still stick with our stud up front. But, no, I mean, Watt should very much be in the conversation, if not the forefront.
0: And I look at, the, so he had two sacks this past week mm-hmm. against the Bengals. This game against the Cardinals coming up, where she uh, should be able to rush the passer a little bit in that yeah. game. Then the Patriots should be able to rush the passer a little bit in that game. Yeah. Uh, then it's you get the Colts. Offenses. Yeah, the Colts should be able to rush, and then the Bengals again. The Seahawks just gave up what six or seven sacks.
1: Oh yeah. Like he's
0: he's probably going to be pushing twenty sacks again by the time we're all said everything said. He's and at done. thirteen and a half. Thirteen and a half now. Yeah, six I think games 20's, left. I
1: mean, I, where do we put the over under at? Like nineteen. Yeah,
0: I think I mean, to, to make it sounds consistent. pretty safe. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he's averaging over a sack per game this year.
1: Yeah, I mean, to make it to the point where you might go under, you might go over 18 and a half, 19, something like that. I,
0: I just think we've gotten so used to seeing this from him when he's healthy that mm-hmm. it's like, oh, it's just TJ's. Yeah.
1: 13 and a half sacks right now in 11, uh, 11 games is pretty significant. And they're kind of historic paces, <laughs> yeah. you know, that we just don't bat an eye about. I mean, it's bonkers. I mean, and you mentioned there are some guys sacks are prevalent this year. There's some, a lot of high guy. I mean, a lot of guys fighting to get to 20 that have a chance.
0: The crazy thing about it, though, is again, can't
1: give him the best chance of all. Of
0: them. How many leads has he been playing with?
1: Right, right, right. right. Like That's even true. in
0: Sunday's game, they didn't have a lead until late in the third quarter.
1: Yeah, or even the Browns <laughs> game is a slugfest. Yeah, three. You don't, eight eight don't eight, have an opportunity you know? to get a lot of sacks. No, not a lot of long developing plays. I keep going back to that Browns game. I mean, the ball's out before you can even get sacks, you know, which I'm sure some people occurred, you know, throughout the year too. But still, I mean, again, I always talk about that with over the last five years or so, or even the Watt era here. How many times has he been in Heinz Field, with terrible tiles of blazing, a 10-point lead, and five minutes left on the clock? And the the other team
0: gets, like, Two or two possessions or whatever, yeah. It doesn't just happen. Pass rush time. Yeah. The
1: place is crazy and it's windy and nasty and everyone knows the ball has to come out and he's going to be disruptive. It hasn't happened that much in his career. But
0: I will maintain, I th- I still think he's the best closer in in, in the NFL. Like I think, yeah. if you went back and looked at when his sacks occur like in the game, it's in those situations. Yeah, they're like they're always like in clutch mode. when, yeah, when he gets an opportunity to close out a game, he just does it.
1: I think he's a lot. Pass rushers in general, I think, are a lot like pitchers, you know, the smart ones. Greg Maddox has this pitch in his back pocket. Yeah, saving it. it. Yeah, Yeah, when I need it, I'm going to brew this or, you know, just alter my move or my motion just a little. And I think he's great at
0: that. Well, that's, you know, so I I do the pre-pre-game show as as do you with Tim Benz. And he asked me on Sunday... You know, what do, what do you think all this stuff about the, you know, opposing teams calling out the Steelers plays or whatever? I said, well, first of all, I'd have to know exactly, are they calling out run or pass? Because mm-hmm. that happens all the time. That yeah, happens all the time, yeah. Or are they saying, you know, watch this or watch that, you know, this year, watch that hook or whatever? Mm-hmm. You know, I said, well, how do you think T.J. Watt, why do you think T.J. Watt is so good? One of the reasons he's so good is because of his film study.
1: Like, absolutely. Yeah.
0: Because he knows what's coming. Troy Polamalu knew what sure. was coming because of the film study that he does.
1: People think he's the Tasmanian de- Devil just flying around. Yeah. I and mean, it's very educated and pre-planned. He yeah. He just does it quicker than everybody else, too. No, you're right. I mean, offensive tackles have tells, you know, right. with their stance. Or, boy, he's oversetting me. I'm going to cross his face on this one. and But I'm not going to do it on second down. I'm going to do it on third. So I'm going to rush real heavy upfield so he even oversets set him up. Yeah. Right. I mean, so- uh, there's a lot of that, and he's as good as anyone in the game with it.
0: Yeah, just, uh, it just, again, you watch it happen. You watch him run the gauntlet every week, and teams mm-hmm. try to, try to uh, do everything they can to keep him from just completely disrupting the game. And
1: he always disrupts the game. He
0: somehow finds a way to disrupt yeah. the game.
1: And his run defense is phenomenal. Uh, I think he's. I'm almost certain he has the most forced fumbles since he's come in the league. Yeah, I think he's far and away number one. Even know he's missed some time, so I mean he does those kind of things too that don't get a lot of publicity.
0: Yeah, there were there were people. Uh, somebody put a video out of him uh, on his last sack on Sunday. Look, or he's he's, punching it he's, out. he's trying to punch the quarterback. No, he's not. He's trying to punch the ball right. out. He's it's to a punch big the difference, out,
1: right? <laughs> I mean, he's not trying to take a cheap shot and punch a guy in the throat, or you know. <laughs> I mean, he's trying to get the ball out. Right? Yeah, it, that that's allowed. It's upper level thought, you know. Yeah, not okay. I've the got sack, the right? I've got
0: the sack. Now I'm going to rip the ball free.
1: Yeah, and he's not going to be gentle about it. <laughs> no, <that's laughs> not a right? gentle game. No, <laughs> and he's the best in the league. at it.
0: Absolutely. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lawley. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We'll be back with more right after this. Welcome back. I am Dale Lawley. He is the Matt Williamson. And, I'm Matt, some news out of Indianapolis today. Yeah, they're on
1: the schedule here pretty soon.
0: The Steelers play the Colts in three weeks.
1: Yeah. So you got, what, Cardinals, short week, Patriots, long week, Colts.
0: Well, it's long-ish. That that game is going to be announced. Oh yeah, we don't know what it is on yet.
1: I I'm, I think it's going
0: to be on Saturday okay. of that week. Uh, so to be they'll have a they'll, still, great for the Steelers, they'll still have it? a longer week. The Colts will still be on a shorter week mm-hmm. and they an extra day on the back end. They may be without Jonathan Taylor for that game.
1: Yeah, I knew that's where you were going. That's huge news. He has, yeah. He's having surgery today or something.
0: Thumb surgery. The Colts hope he'll be back in 2 to 3 weeks.
1: Yeah. Hope. And now,
0: he, Moss had played well in his he's good, stead. Yeah. But he's not Jonathan Taylor.
1: Taylor's a pretty special player. And he I know his numbers haven't, like, blown you away, but he looks tremendous. They're giving him the football. He's phasing out Moss to some degree, as you would expect with the contract. He's in his prime. He's a top five running back on the planet, don't you think? Yeah. I mean, I mean in that neighborhood.
0: Yeah. And Moss is, you know, again, Moss was good. He's they
1: good. Yeah. they
0: beat the Ravens in Baltimore because of Moss. Yeah. He, a, yeah, yeah. he had like 35 touches in that game. That, like, that
1: trade worked out really well for them. The Hema Hines for Moss. I mean, oh, my yeah, goodness. that's exactly what they wanted. You know, we
0: love Moss coming out of, mm-hmm. what, Utah.
1: Yeah, we thought it might be like even a second or third round pick. I,
0: think yeah. I, I actually, you know, advocated when I was still at uh, DK Pittsburgh Sports a couple of years ago mm-hmm. uh, that the Steelers try to trade for Moss when he was, you know, like, yeah, I, yeah. I'd trade for that. They're not going to use him oh, in Buffalo. Why? Well, I, 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 he's he, he, would be, fine he would have been a great compliment to Najee Harris. I'm
1: sitting here thinking, like, why didn't Buffalo just keep them and use them? I don't know. I mean, that's exactly what they need. Yeah. I mean, wouldn't you have rather him than Latavius Murray? and.
0: You I, would think, I, yeah.
1: I don't, I don't. Buffalo in general is kind of built like a Porsche or a Ferrari, but they should be more like a dump truck. You know? You're in I mean, Buffalo. You're in Buffalo. You know what I mean? <laughs> Give me a big... They should have Jerome Bettis. Yeah. Know, I've been saying that for years.
0: You're in Buffalo. Yeah. You know the weather's going to be bad.
1: Yeah. And if things go well, you're hosting the AFC Championship game in Buffalo. Yeah. You, know, you don't want to be been, finesse. What does Naheem Hines and... Uh, Cook, do you? You know, I mean, not much.
0: Yeah, well, you got to throw them the football. Right, right. <laughs> I don't understand. It. So, yeah, I mean, I, you even like
1: their D line is all speed guys. You know, like, yeah. Who's the big horse in the middle?
0: So that's a that's a blow to the Colts. Huge, and yeah. you know, everybody because what happens? And okay, you take Taylor out of the equation. Mm-hmm. Now everybody else has to bump up a spot. Yeah. Um, you know, now who's Moss?
1: Who's the two? Who's the whatever. two? Yeah, know Who's
0: the two to Moss? Yeah,
1: yeah. And, and their their passing game is very short and ball control yeah. and all Pittman and Downs. You know they don't use a tight end much. Pierce is the take the top guy, but no, he's not real scary. You know, yeah. So it's a pretty condensed offense already.
0: At least when you know, and, and as good as Moss is, he's not a game breaker.
1: No, no, he's a grinder. Taylor's
0: Taylor's a game like yeah. Taylor could take it to the house on yeah. you. Yeah,
1: yeah, he has all kinds of long speed. So that's a big news. I mean, it's it, it, what I had saw was hoping to be back in two to three yeah hoping's great but i mean a thumb it's surgery. surgery yeah it's
0: surgery on your thumb
1: i wonder if they lose a few too if they're like ah well you know th- their season could quickly go down the hill
0: yeah i thought well, i think for this season I, you know this was kind of like it's nice to be in the playoff hunt
1: it feels like they're playing with house money yeah you know, you, you, know you lost your quarterback yeah, yeah
0: you know you you're doing some nice things this year, year but coach yeah
1: yeah 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 a hundred percent i I think they've outkicked their coverage. I think they have a coach. They hope they have a quarterback. They'll see. But they have some foundation there for when he gets back. The O-line got back to being good. Remember last year? Oh, they were atrocious. So bad, yeah. yeah. These guys like Bernard Raymond are playing better than their second season. So it's not all bad for them, but they are kind of playing with house money. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Um, the Vikings are going to activate Justin Jefferson from injured reserve today. Good. Uh, they, they're another team that's kind of feels like they were playing with house money and like yeah. they're like oh you know now we lost our quarterback we're still in it you they're still
1: but you lose last night was, that was a bad brutal, loss brutal i mean so they're odd they are kind of playing with house money too i mean i think they kept daniel hunter but they've traded zadarius smith and they yeah, kind I think, of played the fence i think if of, they knew
0: they were going to be in it this year mm-hmm. they wouldn't have traded zadarius smith
1: mm-hmm. I, I think so too i think they kind of tried to be on that fence of rebuild and Win now because they won 13 games last year. It was a little fluky, obviously. And Kirk Cousins in his last you know last year of his contract. But I was talking on today's podcast like they should have like Herndon Hooker or they should have traded for Trey Lance or like have somebody out there that they were developing, exciting. You know what I mean? That, That could maybe be the starter next year or has some kind of upside for them. Maybe they bring back cousins. I don't know, but they almost have to. At this point, yeah.
0: And if you're cousins, that's probably where you'd like to end up at, because I'll throw it to Justin Jefferson. They're yeah, yeah. they're the they're the one team that a knows how your knee mm-hmm. rehab is gone. Like true, anybody true. else is going to want to bring you in and and run you through all kinds of testing and yeah. stuff to, to, you know, they, I assume their doctors did the surgery or at least they're in touch you're with whoever did it. it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they would have a better idea of how everything is. You're going, you're going to hit free agency with a bad knee or a reconstructed knee. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. team, that, the team that you know, you're coming from knows you best.
1: Yeah. And, and there definitely would be a market for them. I mean, there's 10 teams that would love to have a Kirk cousins on a two, three year deal, even if you overpay them. But that knee thing is substantial. You yeah, know? And you're, he's going to want a lot of guaranteed money. Yeah, who's next
0: closer. year's Jets that wants to? The- yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. <laughs> and there's, I mean, stick them on Atlanta or something. It'd be, it'd be quite good. Yeah. Um, I was worried though. You mentioned Jefferson. I didn't think it was as likely with Jefferson. But do you think T. Higgins plays again? I mean, I don't think he does. They're both free agents at the end of the year. Right?
0: I but, would be uh, like he has to like looking at this now with their loss last week to right. the Steelers. Higgins has to be looking just like. I'm, I'm not yeah. going to rush myself back. No. We're not going anywhere. No. And I'm going to be a free agent. I don't want to go out there and blow my knee out.
1: Exactly. That's my thought, too. It's like sometimes you just have to be selfish and be like, I, I got to make a business decision here. I worry Jefferson was doing that. Because it yeah. lingered a week or two more than he thought it would.
0: You know? Well, I think he's being smart with it. like yeah. Because what you, de- what you don't want to happen is you, you rush yourself back. And it's kind of what happened with Pat Fryermouth. You're rushing to get back yeah, and yeah. then you re injure the hamstring and now you're out for an extended period and then people sit looking and say, Well, you missed you missed this time, you know, that is that recurring hamstring injury here. Is that yeah is that a big issue for you?
1: Yeah, exactly. And Jefferson's probably gonna be the highest paid receiver in the league. Higgins is going to make a fortune. He's going to make a market. fortune. I mean, yeah, Jefferson's never going to hit the open market. Higgins, Higgins will be a
0: Carolina Panther.
1: I think so too. I and mean, with an empty, empty checkbook here, Period yeah. blank check, take whatever you want.
0: Come on back home to South Carolina. Yeah, Hudson
1: guy, and and he'll be. I bet he's good for them, but I bet he doesn't pay. And I bet he's not the top five receiver that they'll pay him. To but be. yeah, he'll be you getting paid I mean? that. He'll be, and he should. I, mean, I yeah. get it, but I don't know. That organization's crazy too
0: a little bit a little yeah. bit uh yeah they had a little press conference today after uh, firing Frank Reich uh, their head coach on and, and several other coaches too on Monday. Yeah. Uh they just cleaned house. It's amazing to me you know, like you can you can sweep out like four or five guys out of your offensive staff and still have enough staff to con- continue to Yeah, they've like, a bunch of coaches. You might have kitchen. been you might have been overstaffed a little bit.
1: And I, I guess they're paying more than anybody and I don't know he's an odd owner and I don't know if you saw the press conference. We we talked about it a little bit on today's podcast. He was talking about how, you know, Stroud versus Young and all these things. And I'm just sitting there thinking to myself, like, this would never happen in Pittsburgh. No, <laughs> we were the owners up there talking about. we were talking about this guy, and then we want this guy, and you know, like, what are you? Why are you telling us this? You yeah, know, we don't need to know this in stuff. the
0: middle of a season.
1: Middle of the season, if you just fired your coach, <laughs> and that guy's got to be your quarterback on Sunday. You yeah, know?
0: appreciate right. the stability. Yeah, I, people complain about the stability of the Steelers all the time. Yeah, well, they're just too set in their ways. There's a reason they're set in their like. There's a reason. You do things. You don't just say, "Well, we're going to do it this way." Yeah. No, you. They've learned over the years, like this is the best way to do this, this stuff.
1: This is a long season. This is a big process. Yeah. You, you don't have to change on a dime. And what's amazing to me is the Panthers now and the Browns both had ownership in the Steelers, and they're the two most they reactionary teams. <laughs> right? They're the two most reactionary teams in the whole league. Yeah. You know, like, there's been three coaches in my lifetime, here. <laughs> and it's worked out pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess Tepper, he owns a, he owns some other team. I forget what sport it is. But he has fired four head coaches in the last 365 days, two, wow. of, two of each team. He learned nothing. Learned nothing.
0: <laughs> yeah. I don't get it, but I don't have to get it.
1: Yeah, right. Anyways,
0: let's uh, get to another break. That's going to do it for our number one here on The Drive. We'll be back with our number two right after this.